When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, we're changing up a little for this episode. I was recently on Four Eight Men podcast with Christian Huff. Uh, Sai, you've been on that one before, yep. right? Look, they enjoyed it. It's a good time. We talked uh, about some fun stuff. We talked about some serious stuff. Uh, so that's what we're going to do this week. We're going to cut over to that. We hope you enjoy it. I hope you stick around, maybe learn some stuff about me that you didn't know. Who knows? Uh, but we appreciate you guys listening. Stay tuned for that. Welcome to the 4-8 Men Podcast. I'm your host, John David Owen. I'm a little overweight, so probably not the host you were thinking about. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Hey, Christian. Hey, John David. How you doing? I'm just a guest here. I'm nervous. Why? I'm out of my element here. I'm, I'm used to like sitting beside Cy and he just says crazy stuff and I laugh and somehow that's a podcast. Uh, but I'm here to talk about like, you know, my favorite thing, exercise and Jesus. Yeah. In that order, which no, <laughs> one of those is one of those I really like. One of those I kind of struggle with, but I'm here with you because we just had we just had a weekend together, my man. We just had the best retreat ever. Yeah, so me and Christian went on a little men's retreat with our church. We bonded. We sang songs about Jesus. We did not exercise. We did not exercise. We at all. ate good. Yeah. It was a good time though. I'm, we, uh, we we laughed until we cried. We laughed until we cried. Or we cried until we laughed. Uh, a lot of things. We did a lot of things, but it was fun. Thanks for having me on. This is our podcast is like right there. But yeah, I, we, we we share we we, sh- we kind of share studios. We share a wall, um, and the people over there are all the same. So I'm I'm a little yeah. comfortable, but I'm gonna need you to yeah. be weird like Sai if I get nervous. Yeah, I'll be weird for you. I'll be <laughs> weird for you. Well, I'm pumped, I'm pumped that you're here. I, I love like whenever I'm able to do like an in person guest because most of the time it's over yeah. screen and stuff. So having someone in person to talk to is really we're here in these and chairs. we have these comfortable chairs. You know what this chair is. Uh-uh. This, this I was hired at Duck Commander sitting in these chairs. Really? These are chairs from Willie's old office. Really? True story. Well, speaking of Willie. <laughs> speaking of Willie, he working out? What's he doing? He's hunting right now, so maybe if he if he shoots something, he'll drag it. Maybe he'll consider that a workout. <laughs> That'll well, be his workout. Well, I got to be honest, though. I'm kind of on the – I work out in really weird, like – I'm very fluctuating. It's not a good trait to have, but – like, I get all fired up about something, and I'm, like, gung-ho about it, and then I burn myself out, and then I'm like, I quit. And then, like, two months later, I'm like, I look at the scale, and I'm like, crap. <laughs> and then I start working out or doing something again, so that's... Have you thought about trying to do, like, a more sustainable method? You know, that's what you should do. But, yeah. like, so I, like, Fitbit, I for some reason, it's my thing. And so twice in life, I've put a Fitbit on, and I said, I'm going, and I'm not stopping until I miss. And the first time I did it, it was like... 400-something days in a row of 10,000 steps, which is kind of insane when you think about it. And my neighbors probably thought I was super weird. Yeah. It's like, I'm just walking in circles around the house at night sometimes. Because like, I'm like, I'm getting it. And then last year, I got kind of heavy, um, got sick. And the doc- when, whenever a doctor is looking at you in a hospital bed and is like, hey, bro, it's time to lose weight, it's a wake-up call. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, well, I, I boxed with stone. I enjoyed that. And then I was like, well, I'm going to do this 10,000 steps thing again. 
And by the time I was done, I was like, I'm, I'm sick of this. Yeah. So, I, you know, that's why I'm here. I'm here to get advice yeah. from well, you. Well, well, More like, sustainable. Well, after, after the show, maybe we can talk about <laughs> trying to establish like a three-day split yeah. for you or something Well, like and that. Stone got all mad at me because like when I got into boxing, not all mad at me, but he was like. Disappointed, maybe? No, not even disappointed. It was like, dude, slow down. Like, yeah. Because it was like, once you're into something like, oh, I I had my garage became a boxing gym. And it's like, yeah. I'm going out there for an hour. He's like. You're gonna quit. Yeah, you're, you're gonna like you're gonna burn yourself out. And you know, shockingly enough, he was right. So it's all about moderation. But I'm probably somewhere between my weight loss goal and what I was right now. So that's good. Yeah, like, I hadn't fallen completely off the wagon. I did. I went out in the garage the other day. Boxing's good because if you get mad, you can just go call it exercise. Yeah, and just that's so true. Wail on something yeah. for a while. No form needed. Just. Yeah mad at the world but yeah that's me yeah. well you mentioned willie earlier and i know that you were his assistant for oh a for a while that's um nice. how many years were you his assistant for willie's assistant i worked here for nine years i think i was his assistant for about eight yeah yeah it was around eight yeah. years that i was just following your father-in-law across the countryside not a lot of time to work out in those days yeah. and we ate well a lot of domino's pizzas at night do you happen to have any funny fitness stories from being willie's assistant fitness. well willie's a lot like me because yeah. we both we, no, he is we both have great legs yeah. like they're beautiful and then we have these bowling balls under our stomachs <laughs> so like when we gain weight like it's just all in one place yeah. and we look like frogs that you're holding yeah. standing up uh, so he would get on, he'd like hire a personal trainer and then he'd call me fat. And I'm like, you're sending me to work every day. And from like 11 to noon, you got somebody at your house, like making you do the rope thing. So yeah, you're winning right yeah. now. So, but it was always good because we traveled together. So when we'd both be like, Hey bro, it's time. We're like, we need to, we need to be better. We would do it together. So that helped a lot. But yeah, Willie, then he gets on all those diets from like, documentary and i'm like the caveman stuff yeah well that way that lasted a week yeah. and the next week i go over we were going somewhere i don't remember where it was and he was all into keto he was like i'm keto but and i so i fill out his stuff i'm like he's keto by the time he went he was vegan and i was like dude you i there's only gonna be beef jerky and like sirloins yeah. there so i can't <laughs> i don't know what you want and he's like no i'm vegan now i said that was two weeks ago like so he's i get it from him yeah the ups and downs yeah. of funness is he the one that encouraged you to, to do the ten thousand steps in a day i don't know where i got that from honestly i don't just know. a random thought that was uh well we were a bunch of that was when fitbit got big so like yeah. everybody in the office was doing it so i was yeah. like i'll do it and yeah. then i was like and i'm gonna do it better than all of you yeah which that's the wrong attitude yeah what are you gonna do well because sadie, sadie had mentioned that he had made funny for so long for being overweight that you like were like I'm gonna go I'm gonna go do the ten thousand stuff. Oh yeah, well yeah, he makes fun of people. Yeah, what Willie's good at is making fun of people for his like because he likes looking in a mirror and he's like if I make fun of him it'll help me <laughs> because we're the same. Yeah, and so it's like hey fat boy and I'm like wait we're I'm ten pounds heavier and four inches taller than you we're the same guy man like if if that helps you yeah go we ahead. we'd be the same weight class yeah it's he's. But no, I loved working with him, and we we definitely went through we our our weight was always the same, whether up or down or up or down. It was just what we did together. Yeah. Domino's Pizza was a major contributor to that. I don't think they're a sponsor of your podcast, but if they were, 
thin crust uh, pepperoni and jalapenos yeah. often. <laughs> where, where, so you said that you're kind of in between your goal. Yeah, so I got to my goal, which then I got sick again, which really helps with a goal. Yeah, that does, that's true. I mean, just clean me out. Um, and I got down to probably 213. I was looking at pictures last night. I was like, dang, that's a good looking young man. Um, and now I'm back up somewhere around. I was I I wanted to be like two twenty. I'm like I'm happy at two twenty. I yeah. got six kids. Not really. I got three, um, but it feels like six. Yeah. Um. So I was like, if I can get there and maintain that for now, I'd be good. I don't. I'm not you. Like I don't know what you're doing. You can be. We're gonna. We're, well, we're gonna. We're gonna get. Whenever you I see you, like okay, I'm gonna squat eight thousand pounds. I'm like I'm gonna go get my forklift and yeah. I, and that's the easiest way for me to do that. Well, like I was telling you, that's going to pay off for you in the long run because I'm sure in 10 years I'll have back problems. Well, I, problems we'll see. It, it won't be good for me. You're going to have that anyway. That's called age. Yeah, that's uh, true. My knees are all eh. I've never been able to like squat. Like, yeah. In the eighth grade, I I played a little, I did play a little sports in my time. I didn't like sports where people hit me. Yeah. Football, pfft, that wasn't fun. I love watching football, but I remember I hit this dude in eighth grade so hard and like the whole team goes crazy and the coach slaps me in the helmet. I'm like, why are you? I just did good. Why are you still hitting me? And then I was like, I'm going to play basketball. Yeah. So then you also do track. That's a funny story. So my dad had a rule in our house, and it was basically you're not coming home after school and sitting on your butt and doing nothing. Yeah. So for me, it was sports, right? Like I played basketball, I played baseball, and then I quit baseball at some point because people started throwing curveballs. Have you seen those things? They're hard to hit. I couldn't hit them. Like the football so, stuff? No, like a baseball. As soon as, uh, yeah. as soon as we got to the age where it was like, I'm not just throwing fastballs anymore, I was like, this is, yeah. I'm out. I can't do this. Uh, <laughs> so then the rule at my house was you're not just coming home, sitting on your butt, playing video games or whatever. You're going to be in some after-school activity, whether it be band or whatever. But for me, it was sports. Well, then basketball my senior year ended, and I was like, uh-oh. I'm about to have to get a job. Like, that yeah. was the rule. If you don't do something, you're going to work. So I was like, I'm just going to go join the track team. And my dad was like, you don't run. Because like, I'm yeah. slow. Yeah. Like, my feet move fast, but I don't go anywhere. And so I was like, I'm just going to throw the javelin. And then I ended up, he didn't show up to my first track meet. And I was like, he'd been at, my dad's awesome. He'd been at everything I've ever done. And he thought I was just kind of, and so I was like, I'm about to prove it to him. And then I got really good at throwing the javelin. And I was terrible at everything else, um, but I filled in. If it was a small trap meet, like I ran the hurdles one time just to get us to come in last because, fun. well, like six places got a point. So I was like, yeah. I'll come in last. It was fourth place, but I beat a guy. It was awesome. Um, like by default or like, like, no, he I, like, no, I beat him. Okay, good. I beat yeah, him because he was right. the same as me. He was just trying to get a point too. Yeah. Um, so then I start throwing the javelin. Well, I wasn't. Like, I went up against ULL's quarterback. That dude's just going to beat me. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I got to get this technique down because I wasn't that strong. And so I got pretty good at it. I walked on to a college, and then I realized that was very serious, so that didn't last long. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then – but I ended up making it to the state championship in javelin, 
and came in dead last there. I choked. I was nervous. You choked? Oh, choked. Dang. Worst meet of the year was the state championship. It's because the shorts were shorter yeah. than the state championship. I can't pull that look off. Yeah. I was nervous yeah. that people were looking at me. Was, you, was, was your dad there for that one? Yeah. Oh, no. He made yeah. – once I started yeah. – <laughs> well, like the first couple, I was like, yep, came in last again. Then all of a sudden, I remember it was in Ruston, and I came in like second. And everybody was like, what just happened to this kid? It all just clicked one day. And now my elbow still hurts yeah. from that one – uh-huh. Season of track. Do not throw the javelin, kids. It, it will wreck the left knee and the right elbow. Yeah. But it's fun. So there's my athletic stories. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while now, then obviously you've heard me talk about Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is a supplement that I started taking over a year ago. I love it because I hate taking pills. Um, I need something in the morning to give me energy boost that's clean and healthy, and Athletic Greens actually taste delicious. Most green drinks that I've tried in the past are bitter and they don't taste well. They're kind of um, clumpy and they're really grainy. But Athletic Greens is super smooth. It tastes delicious. It gives me energy. I feel like it helps pr- promote my gut health. It helps with my immune system and it gives me the energy that I need. And I even feel like it helps with my recovery as well. So you may be thinking, well, Christian, that all sounds great, but what's actually in this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day off right. And this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. And not only have I started taking Athletic Greens, but I've also sent it to my family and friends. My neighbor, who's actually a good friend of mine, just started taking it as well, and he's on the train. He loves it. Uh, My dad takes it. My mom takes it. And I think my dad travels with it as well, which is pretty cool. He loves his little travel packs that you just rip open, and you just dump it in however much water you want, and they're super easy to bring on the go when you need a uh, healthy nutritional boost whenever you're traveling. And AG1 is also lifestyle-friendly. So whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it fits in your lifestyle. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. And you don't have to just take my word for it. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash huff. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash huff to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Well, you said you said something earlier that made me laugh. So do you feel like playing sports growing up and like neglecting Video games has impacted how much you love video games today. <laughs> so I always love video. I like, yeah, that's yeah. just who I am. And I don't no, I don't think it was because well, and we had a rule in my house, like you can play video games, but you're gonna learn something. Like you can yeah. go play football because you're gonna learn about football. You can play baseball, you're gonna learn about baseball. Yeah. Um, so I just always liked that. But I do think my dad dialing that back in was very healthy for me because I could have been that guy. Like, I'd have been yeah. like, sign me up. I'm going to be yeah. famous for playing video games. Then 10 years later, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be famous for playing video. And then yeah. you're just you're just sitting on your yeah. butt all day. So You'd have been famous before it was, like, actually cool to be famous. No, I would have never been famous because, I mean, I was pretty good, but I was still kind of good. But uh, <laughs> but it's like, you know, everything, it's what we were talking about with working out, is you got to do it in moderation. Otherwise, you look up and – 
it's like but just controlling yeah everything is a, like a hobby <clears throat> you got to pick your hobbies and and i don't want to say this because i run a fishing store but if you're fishing too much and neglecting other stuff that's a bad thing if you're playing video games and neglecting important stuff that's a bad thing if every sunday morning you're in a deer stand and you're not with your family at church that's not a, even though because i think we can get caught up in stuff and it's easy to label stuff good and bad good and bad I don't think necessarily there's a bad stuff in any of that, but when it becomes so important that it's what your identity's in, that's whenever it's like, uh-oh, yeah, got called time out and refocus, and because that's easy to do with anything. You, yeah, you can do it with being a marathoner. You can do it with playing FIFA. Yeah. Not the real soccer, the video yeah, game. Yeah. I'm not fast. I got to do it with my fingers. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, that is what it is. And I've learned that in my short time here on this earth. And I'm, I'm the world's worst. Like, if I get into something, look out. Like, we're going to do it until I'm so tired yeah, of doing sure. it. I'm miserable. Yeah. So that's me. Yeah. In a nutshell. Yeah. Well, even what you said with like moderation, like, like for you, like if you exercise too much, then you get burned out on it. And oh, like for so me, it's like if I were to do it too much, then I would like idolize it. Like it would be, yeah, it would just consume me. So I do think that like moderation in really every aspect of life is so. Well, and that's basically most of the stuff. Except your faith. Well, yeah. Well, but that's where I was going. And even stuff here on this earth, it's a, I'm going to call it a good thing. Yeah. Like there's stuff that Jesus says, hey, look, I got a plan for this. We'll, we'll I don't know if your audience is young or old, but let's just hit the hard one, sex. It's a great thing. Let me tell you, I love it. But it's because you got to follow God's. Yeah, it's wonderful. I got three kids out of it. Um, But it's a wonderful thing. But if you don't do it the way God designed it, it can ruin your whole life. Like you just. So I think God gave us a lot of good things to enjoy here on this earth, whether it be exercise, whether it be video games, whether it be fishing, hunting. Whatever your thing is, yeah. But if you, if that's what your identity's in, or if even like st- stuff that's good can become sinful. Yeah, just depends sure. on how you want to look at it. Yeah. Me and Christian been deep. Yeah. We've been deep lately. We've been so, so who deep. knows where this podcast's about well, to go? Well, th- this will go live Friday. Friday. What am I doing Friday? I have no idea. But I'm saying a week from when it goes live was when we were just getting completely wrecked. Oh yeah. So we had a good week, and we can't. So I've been, I went on this retreat. It's just a men's retreat. They take your phones away. They don't tell you what you're doing. So we, we can't really tell you all what we did in case you ever want to sign up. But um, I went three or four years ago and just changed my life totally because it's weird how we don't, like we focus on Jesus, right? We live every yeah. day for Jesus. But then you strip <laughs> everything down and just put some dudes out in the woods and say, now we're really going to focus. Yeah, It's a heightened, and like me and you, we've been friends for a while but like we weren't close by any means but then this weekend it was like yeah another level it's like we're on the bachelor together yeah (laughs) well it's like it's like when you get a bunch of like grown men together that are like actually confessing things and like yeah whether it's for the first time or the hundredth time and like seeing someone want to lead their family better or like seeing someone confess something that they've never said before and they're weeping about it like it's like ultimately that bonds anybody that's in that situation yeah and and but i think that's important to do uh because the bible tells us to um but it's so tough because like let's be honest if you're listening to this podcast 
you're probably in a car or you probably got a really nice set of headphones on or you're probably at the gym or you're at your house and life's not that bad. Now, somebody could be listening and saying, what a, he don't know me. He's, I've got a terrible life. But like, I would say I could take you to Haiti and you'd be like, man, I'm ready to get back to my old life. So like, we got it pretty good, right? Yeah. Like we listen to podcasts, we can work out, we can play video games. Um, and the problem, that's not a problem. That's, gifts from the Lord, and um, we're very blessed people here in America or wherever you're listening at, um, but the problem therein lies, you get complacent. So yeah. sometimes you got to go strip everything down, put your watch away, put your phone away, because they did that in the Bible a lot. Like They were like, uh, hey, bro, like Jesus did. He's like, hey, y'all stay here. I'm heading up this mountain for a bit. And they're like, when you coming back? He's like, when I'm ready. Yeah. And so it's very important to just reset focus up because the world we live in it's easy to get lazy yeah for lack of a better word and just call it good like oh, i'm doing all right because i used to think that i'm not trying to talk too much but i will i talk a lot yeah, I, yeah you're on you're on the podcast to talk i've been talking a lot lately i'm paying you to talk <laughs> so <laughs> i think we get oh where was i going let me find it. I I'm just checking, by the way. I don't pay my guests. These ain't paying me nothing. I'm doing this for fun. I was super excited to be here. But and now I've lost my whole point. Anyway, what's been up with you? You were talking about Jesus on the mountain and not Focusing being complacent. Up, not being complacent. I have lost it, y'all. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. No, I love that. But retreat stuff. What, what did we do this week? I don't even know. I'm really tired. We didn't sleep a lot for no, the last. No, I hardly slept at all last did night. Did you sleep? How no. are you tired? Exhausted. Are you exhausted? Good. Yeah, That's we good had place to be. <clears throat> I'll just share the story real quick because it's kind of funny. So last, so Honey woke up screaming at like three thirty. Oh yeah, like well typical. Like it's like on a dot, you can just guess three thirty. And this might be TMI, maybe not, whatever. But I like never have to like use the bathroom, bathroom like in the middle of the night. You know, like like the double bathroom. Yeah, like the okay. like 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 a yeah. Yeah, we're going double yeah. both of them. So at like three fifty. I'm like, my stomach's rumbling. I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. So I shut the door because I don't want Sadie and Honey to wake up because Honey's in the bed with us at this point because she was crying, whatever. And I'm like going to the bathroom, obviously. And out of nowhere, from from behind the toilet, this little like little little thing comes out and it's a mouse. Oh no, I'm out. And I'm I'm it's in my shorts. <laughs> so I see it like and it's like making the little mouse noise, like whatever. Uh -oh. So I'm doing like high knees on the like I'm I'm doing high knees. Sit, you took sitting that on the toilet potty and just started. No, off. well the squ the squatty potty is in, in Sadie's in Sadie's bathroom. I don't I don't I don't now I don't, you're in trouble. I don't, I don't like the squatty. I know well, if I would have had the squatty potty, my legs would have been up on the thing. But then it like wiggles its way under. So I'm screaming. So Sadie's like freaking out. She's like, "What's wrong? What? Oh my gosh, are you okay?" And I literally, so on my whoop thing, I was showing them before the podcast, like, if you look at, like, my heart rate from the night, it's, like, all, it's, it's, it's like, all, like, zzz. and then at 345, it, like, spikes up to, like, 180, <laughs> and then it comes back down, like, an hour later, and my adrenaline was. Oh, that's um, fantastic. So, I was up from, like, 330 to, like, 445, so. Oh, yeah, I'm I was, I was asleep at that time. Yeah, yeah was most people would be. Yeah, no, so I'm pretty exhausted. Well, your first retreat that you went on, where was that, like, where was, well, first off, where was that in comparison to, like, when you first did your first 10,000 steps weight loss? 
That was after. There were two years after that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, I think so. For sure, yeah, because yeah. when I did it the first time, that was before, during my second son, when my second son was born, I was walking around the hospital in circles. It's not a great system. You're okay to take a day off, people. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just got gung-ho about it. But, yeah, the first retreat, so they took, you know, they took my watch and all that, and, you know, I went on it. Uh, apprehensive and ready to make fun of it was probably the best word. Yeah. Because um, I was like, this is dumb. And I don't know why I showed up. It really confuses me when people show up to that thing like, I didn't want to be here. And I'm oh, like, for sure. Like, if you don't you know anybody. Here? But yeah. I don't know how you felt. But it was uh, it was just really good to for me because I was dealing with a lot back then. And yeah. just going through some tougher times in my life. And to say they were tough times would be a discredit to people who've been through tough times. They weren't terrible by any means but like i was just mad at the whole world at that point in life and you know my way i deal with anger is just to make fun of stuff yeah i get that from uh your father-in-law yeah um so i was like i'll just you know this is gonna be goofy as crap and then you know a couple days later i was like you know what there is a there is a way to do this old life um that's way better yeah because i think what i learned on retreat and I'm learning every day still. I think whenever, you know, I'm, how old am I? 33. There we go. I'm losing my mind. I think my whole life I lived my Christianity, and this could probably be some sort of correlation with working out too. Um, if I do enough good and I don't do too much bad, then I get to go to heaven. Yeah. And that, is kind of true, but at the same time, Jesus came and said, I give I came to bring life and bring it abundantly. He wasn't talking about heaven there. And I think we get heaven's a great thing. Don't get me wrong. Can't wait to see you there. If you're not going, come sign up. Come talk to us. We'll tell come you. About come it. talk to us. We'll find somebody and talk to them about it because I do want to see you there. I got, I'm gonna have a lot of time on my hands to talk to everybody. Uh it's called eternity, but <laughs> I, I think I got so caught up in like, okay, the goal of this life is to get to heaven. And that's a great goal. Yeah. Right? And we can get caught up in good goals, like 10,000 steps for 365 days. That's a great goal. Yeah. But then you lose sight of the bigger picture. And at some point you're like, I'm going to eat this Snickers bar. Yeah. And I'm walking in circles around my kitchen, looking at my watch saying I got 700 more steps to go, which I can tell you is about six minutes and 45 seconds. If you're like me, and the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is check your phone, then I'll challenge you with something. Instead of checking social media, open the Abide app and start your day in the spirit and peace of Christ. Abide is also the number one Christian meditation app, and their users report less stress, lower levels of anxiety and depression, and also better sleep. So you can start your day off with Abide's daily meditation, and it's based on biblical scripture. These audio meditations will center you and draw you closer to Christ. Their meditations start at two minutes long, and they're easy to fit into your schedule, and they feature topics like overcoming anxiety, managing stress, addiction and recovery, finding forgiveness, and so much more. And they even include bedtime stories, great for kids and adults alike. And for a limited time, our listeners will get 25% off a premium subscription when you text MEN to the number 22433. My go-to lately has been the two-minute daily meditations. I love it because they're uh, easy to fit in my schedule, and they're super meaningful. They're impactful in two minutes, and I really feel like I get what I need for the day, whether it's before I'm going to sleep or whether it's when I'm starting my day. Uh, those two minutes really just help me with whatever I have going on in my life. 
And not only is Abide the number one Christian meditation app, but it's also being used by millions of people worldwide, including Grammy Award-winning singers, church leaders, and Christians just like you. So get started now with 25% off a premium subscription by texting MEN to the number 22433. You'll get additional stories and meditations, premium music, soothing sounds, and so much more. Support the show and get 25% off by texting MEN to the number 22433. That's how much of a just I'm grinding at this point for no reason. And we get in that grind as Christians, right? It's like, all right, well, I'm going to church. Why? Because it's Sunday. Yeah. That's wiles because it's Sunday morning. Yeah. And that's the whole reason. So what retreat taught me um, was basically there's a better way to do this. And like if we, I use, you know, I use this term all the time. And if you listen to the duck call room with me and Ty, you might've heard it. Like the, the Bible is not a rule book. It is a playbook because if you follow it, shockingly enough, your life's pretty good. Like good things start happening. Your relationships with others are better. It's like this whole thing when he's like, hey, I'm going to tell you, ease up on that. Don't go crazy with that. Do this with just your wife. Hey, love your kids and lean on your brothers in tough times. Life's going to be pretty good because, yeah. I, and I, I don't want to speak for you, but I think it's easy for us as men uh, to bottle it all up. No, yeah, for sure. We don't want to look weak. We don't want to look like we don't have it all together. I like when people look at me and say, that's a good dude. Mm-hmm. But if I tell them the truth, they might they might be like, oh, okay, he's been through some stuff. Okay, he's screwed up a few times. Yeah. So we we bottle it up, and we, we don't want to tell people, hey, this is what I'm going through, which is just not what the Bible says. Because yeah. we do want the – we do want people – we want to – a little bit of influence, right? Like if you're leading leading a small group, you don't want to be the leader of it and be like, hey, guys, welcome. Uh, here's all my problems. And people are like, well, I came to you, right? Yeah, for sure. And so I think in life and definitely from the old Bible standpoint, Paul tells us like, hey, you got weaknesses and you don't have to be ashamed of them. You can say them. And when you say them out loud, you can <clears> – <throat> grow from them and that's why like here's that's why i went to stone right when i was yeah. like oh doctor told me i'm fat and i'm yeah got bad health because of it you need to lose weight i went to stone not because stone's a genius but because stone was a guy i knew that had been through that and lost a lot of weight and could help me and it's the same in christianity like if you know somebody that's been through something they can help you. But a lot of times here in America and in the church today, it's like, uh-oh, gone through something. Yeah. Don't let anybody know. Yeah. Don't let anybody know because then they'll look at you funny. Then they'll be like, oh, he says he's a Christian, but he did this, this, A, B, C. And that's just so counter to what the Bible says to do that it's crazy, but it's easy to do. Yeah. Right? And I think we get caught up a lot in that. We. We do the easy thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it ain't easy to do what you do. You look like Captain America over here, and you—if it was easy, everybody'd do that, right? Yeah. Everybody'd bench press three hundred pounds if it was easy, but it's not. You have to make a plan. You have to stick to a plan every day, and then you get there eventually. Mm-hmm. It's the same in Christianity. You have to make a plan. You have to stick to the plan, and you got to wake up each day saying, 
here's what I got going on. This is my life right now. If I'm struggling with something, I got to be able to call you like, hey, Christian, here's what I got. And I got to know that you got my back and you're going to tell me some good advice. And yeah, that was a weird way of getting there, but I got there. Yeah. Um, so when you went on that retreat and Jesus really became like personal to you, yeah. how did that change things in your life that you were doing? At I that did point? the dishes a lot more. Yeah. 100. That's, yeah. That's a true story. I went home from that like, thing. Like, they're actually, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think, like, there's actually, like, once you have that encounter, there's actually, like, practical things that oh, yeah. take place after that. Well, and, and for me, it was, I was mad at a lot of stuff. I wasn't mad at my wife. I wasn't mad at my kids. But they caught the brunt of it, right? Yeah. Like, they caught the, all right, now I'm home. Let me tell you all the things that upset me today. Yeah. And then... Like, service wasn't there. I wasn't, like, a good husband. I wasn't a good dad. <clears throat> I was mad at the world, and the world needed to bow to my wishes, so everybody do the things I need you to do. And then when I went on that retreat, I was like, hold up, I need to switch some things. And I went home, and my wife was about to have our daughter, who, how old is she? She's about to be four. Um, and I was like, I don't, I don't do a lot around here. And it really hit me. I was like... Because and because of my first son, my wife stays at home. We've been through a lot with him medically and all that. We ain't gonna get into that. Our tears will start flowing. They saw that last week on our podcast. Me and Martin were like messes. You saw it this weekend. I will be a mess. Um, yeah. But so she stays at home. So I was like, do it. You do this, this, and that, right? Yeah. And then I come home, put my feet up. I'm like, oh, I'm a big man on campus. I worked today. Uh, yeah. Paid some bills, and then I was like, ooh. I look back and I want to go slap that guy. Like, yeah. you suck. <laughs> but it it is about, and I, I mean, I hammer Ephesians 5 at that retreat. I hammer it all the time. Jesus loved us in such a way that is indescribable. And then we want to sit here and I want to go, like, I love retreat. I, I'm one of the leaders of it, of the one Christian just went on now, and I love it. Mm-hmm. But I can get caught up in that too. I can get yeah. caught up going out and telling all these people about Jesus. I can get caught up in these podcasts that we do and get all excited about that stuff and then forget like, oh crap, I got a wife and kids at home who are the most important thing. Yeah, for sure. If I can't go love my wife the way Jesus loved her, and which if you're saying, oh, that's a tall task, isn't it, that's what it tells us to do. That's yeah. Paul's words, it's not mine. It's in the old book. Um you know, we gotta we got to step up and we gotta go do that before we're out here telling other people. Like if if my house is a mess right now and I, me and my wife are fighting and my kids can't stand me, and then I get up here and I'm like, let me tell you guys about Jesus. Y'all aren't nobody's gonna want to listen to that crap because and that's what made Doug Dynasty successful. It was authentic. You know, Phil Robertson's authentic as they come. You ain't so it's about being authentic because that's what the Bible calls us to be. Be vulnerable, be authentic, talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. Talk about, hey, when I was a terrible husband, this is what I did. And the first practical thing I did was started doing the dishes, which is weird. That's a weird thing. But it made a difference because she was on kid number three and yeah. she was taking care of a house and it was time for me to step up and do some other things. Yeah. So when we talk about, because <clears throat> we talked about it a lot at retreat, but just the idea of like the man becoming the spiritual leader of the household. That's a big one. It is. It's a huge one. <laughs> what do you think, <clears throat> like, what do you think that actually looks like? So for, so for someone listening to here is the man become the spiritual leader of the household. 
you know, that's maybe confused by that or doesn't know like what that shit looks like. How would you, how would you say that should look and maybe how have you grown into that? That's a deep one. Well, it's just, it's leadership, right? It's, uh, your wife shouldn't be the one dragging your butt out of bed on a Sunday telling you it's time to go to church. Your wife shouldn't be the one saying, let's all sit down and pray before a meal. You are supposed to be, as a man, the spiritual leader of your house. And it looks different for everybody, right? Yeah. Like some people got wives that are just prayer warriors, and that's awesome. Yeah. My wife can go sit in her closet for hours reading the Bible and praying. I can't necessarily—that's not— like you've seen my arms here. I can't sit still that long. Yeah. And so it's got to look different for me. Like, I'm not saying you've got to be more spiritual than your wife. That's foolishness, but you do have to lead and Mm -hmm. leading first off lead by example. That's number one. I hope you saw that on retreat. I was one of the leaders of it. So like, if I'm asking somebody to do something, I got to do it myself and show an example of it. And so with, within your house, I just think I think it goes as the dad goes. There's a reason God says, I am your heavenly father, mm-hmm. right? It's deep. And you're like, well, there's some bad dads on this earth. Yeah, but whenever you're a good dad and you're a good leader, that's the closest example I think we can get to how the father loves us. And I know, you know, you got honey over there, and it's a whole new world for you. And yeah. uh, But that love's there. And, you know, you ain't Jesus Christ of Nazareth, but you wake up every morning thinking, all right, I'm going to do my best. And nobody wakes up and says, I'm going to be an okay dad today. Yeah. Like, it's the goal is to be a great dad, but sometimes it's exhausting. I yeah. I read a book called Dad Tired, and I was like, I like this because they're not judging me <laughs> by the title of it. It was uh-huh. called Dad Tired. I was like, I'm tired. I've literally stood up in front of a group of men, and they asked, I was like, I, let's just be honest. I'm sick of it. I'm over being a father today. It is not fun right now. And that's, those are scary words to say. Like, I don't want to be a dad today. Yeah. Don't want to. He's driving me crazy. He's driving me crazy. And she won't stop leaving me alone. She wants to ride my shoulders every five seconds. And nobody judged me. They're like, oh, yeah, I get it. And yeah. I was like, wait, okay, am I good here? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And so – I just think it's one of those things you have to lead by example mm-hmm. and you have to get up every day and say, this is what I'm going to do. And when you can't and when you're sick of it, because guess what? If you're a dad out there listening, you're going to get sick of your kids. Mm-hmm. If you're not, I'll trade you and you can get sick of my kids. <laughs> um, but they go through stuff and you just want to figure it out. And here's the deal. You don't. Yeah. No, no, like yeah. it's so new to you. You're not prepared for it. There's a bunch of books and you can read them all you want. And then your kid's going to do something that ain't in one of those books. And you're going to be like, oh, oh for lost. sure. I don't know what to do yeah. here. And you're going to feel like you're failing. And then you're just scratching and clawing the whole time. But I think the thing, the trick to it is having a group of dudes that you can say, hey, man, I got nothing here. Hey, look, if you've been listening to us for a while, you know we're not superstar athletes. We're just regular dudes. Regular dudes. Who do regular things. That's right. And it's important to stay regular and to stay healthy to be regular. So it's important that we take supplements of the highest quality. And that's why we've been partnered with AG1. How long have we been drinking AG1, Philip? A long time. Probably about three years for us. 
Yeah, and unlike a lot of those other brands of supplements, yeah. AG1 conducts a bunch of testing to set the standard for purity and potency, and it's researched and developed by in-house team of scientists, uh, doctors, and nutritionists. Are you a scientist, doctor, or nutritionist? Negative. Negative. On that. So how are we supposed to know? That's why we go with AG1 because they've got decades of experience in their field. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. Philip, you've made a pack right here. It's that easy. I, but I did. I knew I was doing the duck call room this morning, and so uh, I waited to do my AG1 here. Right there. And um, look, we never miss a day when we drink our AG1, me and my wife, Alicia, and we've loved it for a long time, and it's really helped us out. Yep. And we know we can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because they obsess over product quality, the standards of manufacturing partners, and sustainable practices. Taking care of your health shouldn't be complicated. And that's why AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one scoop or travel pack. Philip already did all that while we were doing this ad. You can AG definitely tell when you miss a day and you don't drink it. Yeah. Uh, some time goes by, you're craving to go back and drink your AG1. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop also includes vitamin C. Mm. Can't get enough vitamin C and zinc. To support my immune health, look, it all started back when Superman himself, Christian Huff, started yep. drinking AG1, mm -hmm. got us all on it. We're not Superman, and I'm not going to be able to lift the weights he lifts, but I'm going to be able to feel great every single day <laughs> by drinking AG1. And you're going to have better gut health. Better, yeah, that's important for me. Look, we've been partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high-quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash duck. That's drinkag1.com slash duck. Check it out. I got a guy named Jeffrey Kent. You know Jeffrey. Yeah. I go. That's my go-to. He's a little older than me. He's been through some stuff. He can tell me, oh, no, this is what we do. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. Because that's the trick. God didn't want you out there on an island by yourself, right? Yeah. Being a spiritual leader of your home starts with being man enough to say, like, I suck at this. Can mm -hmm. you help me? And we can tie that back to working out. I ain't going to lift 300 pounds today. But if I wanted to, I would have to say, I am weak. Christian, you're strong. Can you help me? Yeah. And you'd be like, sure. Buckle up for the next three years because you are very weak. It's going to take a second. But it's the same thing as a dad, and there's so no true. shame in saying, oh, man, I'm not the spiritual leader of my home. That's okay. Find somebody that is and say, I'm weak. You're strong. Let's go on a journey for the next three years and figure it out. Yeah, that's so good. Well, last question before we wrap last it up. Last question. Oh, boy. Is it going to be weird <clears throat> or serious? No, I mean, no. It's, I hope it's weird. No, nah, uh, I'm just kidding. Let's uh, get serious. Well, okay, what's a, I'm trying to think of a weird question I could ask. <laughs> no, be serious. Okay. Well, we talked a lot about fatherhood because we're both fathers, obviously. Um, and relatively new ones. Relatively new ones, yeah. What um, what would you say is the, like, we've talked a lot about, you know, things we've learned, but what would you say is one of the biggest things you've learned since becoming a father? And how is that different than being a father? Here. I might start crying. Then being a father, like post Jesus being really real with you. I'm going to go back to that, that book sense. I talked about. 
discipline's super important, right? Like, you can't just let your kids run wild. And I've been guilty of that because I'm tired. Like, I'm like, uh, whatever, dude. Just do what you want because you're driving me crazy. Um, and I've also – the one of my biggest guilts as a dad was don't do that. Why? Because mm-hmm. I'm in charge, bro. Like, you're going to hurt yourselves. Why? Or yeah. because that's not how we act is why. And what I learned through that little book that I read – and it's a super easy read. I read it, so it's got to be pretty easy um, – is simply this. Anytime you're talking to your kids about anything, just tie it back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Always tie it back. What, well, Dad, why can't I say this word? This Jesus asks us not to. Dad, why can I not jump off the rafters? Because you're going to tear up stuff, bro. Mm-hmm. And Jesus asked us to be good stewards of what we have. Mm-hmm. And if you just keep – and it's it's actually made kind of an impact. We're, I mean, we're, we're still wild. We're like – yeah. You're coming to yeah. our house soon. You're going to yeah. be like, whoa, yeah. this house is crazy because there's kids everywhere jumping from stuff. But if you always tie it back to Jesus, it goes back to train a child up in the way he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. But if you always tie it back to Jesus, it's more than just, oh, my dad wants me to behave. Oh, my dad doesn't want me to have fun. Because mm-hmm. half the time I'm telling him to do something, it's comes across as I'm just boring. Like, yeah. hey, put the Nintendo Switch up and go outside and swing. Why? I don't know why. Just go out there. But if I'm like, because we got to go outside, man. And even that, I don't know how I would tie that one back to Jesus, but I've been working really hard. And that's necessarily the past year of, if I'm going to get on to you, if I'm going to tell you something, I'm going to tell you it through Jesus, Mm -hmm. through what Jesus did for us. And, you know, I got one kid that's awesome. I'm just kidding. I got three (laughs) kids that are awesome. But one of them, I will say, it's he's really latched onto it. And he's like, he starts praying and you're like, this dude got the Holy Spirit already. What's in here? And then the other two, you know, they're kids, so it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. well, it does matter. That was a, that came out wrong. It yeah. matters, but like, we got a long time. And For I sure. honestly think the most important job you got is to sit down and raise up your kids because, and we can use your family as an example. Great, like Phil did great things. Sure, Willie did good things. Great things. Sure, Sadie's doing great things. Sure. What are your kids going to look like? They could. And, like, I feel like that kept going up. Or maybe Phil, Willie, Sadie. Yeah. If you saw that, I went up and down. Um, <laughs> if you're listening. But one of the one of the greatest contributions we might have to the world isn't what we do. It could be who we raise. Mm-hmm. My son wants to be president of the United States, for crying out loud, so I got a tall task. Yeah. I mean, he'd do better. Uh, no, we're not going there. This is a, this is a workout Christian <laughs> podcast. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, life's tough. Yeah. Here's here, I will I'll end with this cuz I feel like I've been rambling. But life's tough. Jesus told us it would be tough. In this world you will have troubles. And then my man Paul said, "Get with your boys. Get with people. Get with people stronger than you. Drag you all the way." Yeah. That's the trick to life. Yeah. If you're not the spiritual leader at home, find somebody that you're like, "He is. Ask him." That's what I had to do. And mm-hmm. I'm still learning every day. That was the best part about retreat, too. Like, some 72-year-old dude was like, yeah, I'm still trying. I was like, that's what it's all about. Like, Yeah, for sure. You feel like you've arrived. Nah, we, we're, we're going every day, trying to get better, trying to learn from people that maybe have some stuff more figured out than us on certain topics and live a life abundantly now and then a life forever one day. Yeah. 
I'll get heavy back on the podcast because I have like so many more things to ask you. So we'll, I can go. We'll, we'll have to, we'll We're have, right beside each other. We'll, we'll have to make this happen again. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go box real quick. That way I feel <laughs> a little better next time. Wear a hoodie and hide. Maybe, maybe this. next episode we can start with boxing and then we can get into the podcast. Boom. We should do one. Come to my garage and we'll do a podcast. Just I don't have a lot of good yeah. form. I just wail it. Yeah, I love it. You lose weight. Well, man, thanks for joining me. I love really love the conversation. I'm so thankful that we uh, got to hang out more this past weekend and really just became better friends. So yeah, I love you, and I'm, I'm, I think this is going to be super helpful because <clears throat> I do think that a lot of men struggle with being the spiritual leader. And even if you're not married, even if you're dating or in a relationship, like you can still lead your relationship. You know, you don't have to be married to be the spiritual leader. I'm gonna add one thing: yeah. pray over them. Yeah, that's. Spiritual leader house prays over his house in front of him out loud. And I, you and Sadie did that. And I was like, they're dating and doing that. That is weird. Yeah. And I was like, I've been married for seven years and I ain't doing that. I was like, I won't pick it up. And I'm just going to be honest. It took a while. And I had a dude named Jeremy Kent that just drilled it on me and drilled it on me. I was like, will you leave me alone? Yeah. Then I, you know what? I finally started listening and then like, wow, this works. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Sorry. No, that was, was my last point. No, no, no. I was just saying just be, you know, whether it's your friends, you know, be the spiritual leader of your friendships. Be, yeah. If you're in a dating relationship, be the spiritual leader by inviting them to church, you know, talking just about spiritual things. It doesn't have, just have to be married couples. So I just want to encourage you with that. And I'm so thankful uh, for this conversation. I really think it's going to help a lot of people. Let's go work out. Let's do it. You go work out. I'm going to go hang out with Zai. Let's do it. Mm-hmm.